episode 48, rounding third of the baseball podcast. James, we're back. Going to talk some news about Freddie Freeman. And then, of course, at the end of every month, as usual, our June power rankings and June awards. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, rounding third now, and Instagram, rounding third podcast. Should be a good episode. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. James, end of the month, it's June 30th as we're recording this. We just wrapped up the third full month of baseball action this year. Um, Very excited to kind of talk about what we thought about this month, who's been playing well. But before we do that, some really weird stuff's going on with this whole Freddie Freeman thing. I know we kind of, you know, we talked about his tears and all of that last episode, but weird stuff's going on in this whole story. Yeah, I mean, first of all, just, you know, welcome, Max. We're episode 48, creeping up on 50. Pretty excited about that. Also, love that our June wrap-up show is landing on June 30th. Perfect this Thursday. Pretty fun. Excited for the power rankings. But, yeah, before that, Freddie Freeman, we talked about the tears. He was my player of the week, um, or player watch of the week for his incredible NL player of the week last year, but definitely taking over the news cycle As of last night, it kind of started to leak. And let me get you some timelines and some facts on the Freddie Freeman situation. So obviously he goes to Atlanta. He's crying all over the place. We talk about that. And then he fires his agent coming out of the series. I believe it was that Sunday. Fires his agent, Casey Close. Um, Then this story comes out, or this tweet from Doug Gottlieb, uh, that agent, Casey Close, who's also Kershaw's agent, did not present the Braves' final offer to Freeman because, quote, he knew Freeman would accept the offer. Um, Now, that in itself is insane. It has happened in baseball, but still pretty crazy, especially with a franchise-type player uh, like Freeman. Um, And obviously now there's been – I mean, that shocked the world. So I don't know, Max, instant reaction to that. No, yeah. I mean, it was pretty surprising when it came out that, you know, Freddie would or Freddie's agent would kind of go behind his back and not tell him about a final offer because he knew he would accept it. Um, But, you know, as we'll talk about, it turns out all kind of maybe not to be true. Um, Doug Gottlieb originally, originally, you know, I guess tweeted out the story and because of, you know, the magnitude of it and how on topic it was with Freddie returning to Atlanta. And just because it's about Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers spread like wildfire. It's weird though. Cause then Casey close, who's also Kershaw's agent came out and said, there is no truth to what Doug recklessly tweeted. And I would testify to that under oath. We are currently evaluating all legal options on this matter, which seems pretty serious, right? He seems like he's, you know, very certain of the events that took place in Doug Gottlieb's tweet or the story you tweeted was extremely off base. And this seemed to be underscored by Bob Nightingale, who tweeted kind of the timeline of things, right? 
Freddie was offered a five-year 135 from Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta raised it to five years 140 after the lockout. And then on March 12th, Atlanta was given a one-hour deadline to accept six years 175 million or five years 165 million, which is 25 million over what Atlanta was willing to offer. March 14th, two days later, Atlanta trades for Matt Olson. Three days later, Freddie signs with LA. So I don't know. It's it's hard to really know what happened. We're, I feel like we're kind of in the middle of something, but to me, it seems like Casey closes. You know, very impassioned response makes me think that he's telling the truth, not the Doug Gottlieb story. Yeah, I mean, it, well, instantly you have to look at the motive. What's going on here? I don't think there's anything to be said that he's Kershaw's agent trying to get a big bat in L.A. I think that's ridiculous. But if you look at the profit to be made, you know, the uh, commission on it after taxes, this move of making him, you know, if he thought he would accept Atlanta's lower offer, except in LA's only netted Casey close 500K. I say only because his net worth is over $70 million. So I don't think that's going to make him stake his entire reputation as a baseball manager. Again, the fact that he didn't just come back and say this, this uh, isn't true, but he came back and says, I'll testify under oath, get the lawyers out. So it's interesting. So it's, it's pretty unclear what's going on. You know, it's kind of he said, she said, obviously, there's going to be more to come. A story of this magnitude, the investigative journalism, court, whatever. We'll see how this unwraps, but we're going to get something out of it to validate a timeline. But this whole situation this weekend, Max, I should let me offer you the floor if there's anything else you want to say about this particular uh, situation. No, I don't necessarily have too many things to say. I know you have some harsh words to say about something and I kind of have a vague idea about it and I, I'm ready to fight back a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm wrong with what you're going to say. No, I think you know exactly where I'm going to go and, uh, you know, maybe some fight back is warranted. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. I do not let everyone buckle up. If you're driving two hands on the wheels, I do not want Freddie Freeman on the Los Angeles Dodgers anymore. This is out of control. I get the crying, but you cry all weekend. You're freaking out. It's very clear. It is very, very clear that motive or not, not telling the deal. Clearly, Freddie is upset with how his agent, Casey, handled the deal because all he wants to do is be an Atlanta Brave. Totally fine. I get it. You're a franchise guy. Do what you got to do there. But what is this disrespect? I mean, you're not sitting here on the Oakland Athletics playing in a bummy stadium. You're on the Los Angeles Dodgers who compete for World Series. You have you, – what do you think Sandy Koufax would do for another year in Dodger blue? You think he'd go crying to his agent? No, he would probably give anything for it with his arm not working. Jackie Robinson, they traded him off the Dodgers. He said, I retire from baseball. I bleed Dodger blue. I'm not saying Freddie needs to come out and say, screw Atlanta. They don't exist. But what I'm saying is, dude, we're three months into the season, no matter how sad or how it played out, like, come on, dude, you're not sitting here on a bum team. You're on a team with hopes, a good team, a great fan base. Like, it's just at this point, it's disrespectful to the fans, in my opinion, the organization, the past great players. And it's just like, dude, if you don't want to be here, just sit out, just go. I'd rather have someone play. What, what exactly is disrespectful that Freddie did? The disrespect is just in the, I mean, like, it's like, it, it, you're so obsessed with the ex. I mean, it's like, if I'm in a, if I was in a committed relationship and I'm sitting there and every time 
my girlfriend at the time looks at an Instagram post. She starts crying, an Instagram post of her ex. She starts crying and then she gets all upset and is, and is yelling about how it was handled and how it could have gone better and how that relationship should have worked out in front of me. It's like, that's insane. And that's exactly what's going on. It's like, I get it. He pimped a home run last night. He's doing great there, but you want to be a brave so bad, go. I don't care. I'd rather Max Muncy go back to first, who's someone who wants to be a Dodger. Like, come on. See, I, I just think you might be taking it a step too far when you imply that Freeman doesn't want to be a Dodger. I get the whole, you know, emotional return. He's clearly maybe you could say his heart is still in Atlanta. and he This whole story blew up and maybe there's something there. But at the end of the day, he still signed this contract in L.A. And I bet if you asked him, he would still be happy with his decision to move to the Dodgers. You know, regardless of how things played out with his agent, whether he did or didn't tell him a deal, I don't think Freddie is disappointed or regrets taking a deal with the Dodgers. I think the the crying thing is like, look, he was a Dodger. He was a brave from when he was 20 years old to when he was 31 years old. Um, And so clearly there's a lot of emotion there. And I'm with you that I thought it was too much. But I don't think that necessarily implies that he doesn't want to be a Dodger. Maybe he doesn't bleed Dodger blue. But at the end of the day, he signed a huge contract with with the Dodgers. He's playing Freddie Freeman-type baseball. He's a great first baseman. And I just think the, the mindset should be on the World Series. I should be focused on the World Series. At the end of the day, Freddie Freeman is a Dodger. Whether he wants to be there or not, which I think he does want to be there. The goal is to win a World Series, and he's not going anywhere. So, you know, I I think this whole tumultuous weekend um, and then this story coming out after it's all over is kind of painting a narrative that Freddie doesn't necessarily want to be in L.A., which I don't think is necessarily true. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. There could be a, a bit of an over-exaggeration there. You know, there, there are a couple of things, though, that I think about. It. And I do think that the, the message is becoming more and more clear that I think he signed the Dodger deal out of necessity because there was nowhere else he could compete and get paid. The ridic- Which, by the way, the Dodgers are going to owe him $5 million a year deferred forever. I hate this contract. I went out of it. But one of the things, rest in peace, I would love to see what Tommy Lasardo would think about this and this emotion and all this basically not wanting to be a Dodger is the way I take it. But also my main concern, I love what you said, like let's focus on the World Series. And again, you win a World Series, I'll forgive whatever this weird ex-flirtation thing is. My problem, you know who they're probably going to have to go through if history in the last three years repeats itself? The Atlanta Braves. I don't think that dude can grow up and play baseball and beat the Atlanta Braves. I don't know if he's going to throw it. I don't know if I'd say that. I think he has integrity. But I think through the tears, the tribulations, the, you know, hugging and sucking schnit, you know, and the boys, I don't think he can play his best baseball against Atlanta. And I believe to come out of the National League, that's going to be required. A lot of hesitation there on the playoffs. And again, you know, not too much more to say. It's just it kind of hurts me because so many players have, have really, really cared. And it's weird. I, I can't remember a player, LA Dodgers being a second option for anyone in my entire life till now. Again, I, I think it's too much to say it's a second option, but it is interesting that you brought up how they'd have to go through Atlanta because I feel like typically when you look across sports, when you lose a star player, your team 
will fall out of contention because you're not as good. But the Braves pretty much just replaced Freddie Freeman with another all-star first baseman in Matt Olson. So it, it will be interest, interesting if we see them match up in the NLCS again um, and kind of the whole Freddie thing at play. If he's, to, if he's crying in the NLCS playing the Braves, that'll be something else. I have a theory if the Braves win the game, he pits on the championship hat with them and goes and celebrates in their dugout clubhouse. I, I have a theory. We'll see. I hope they don't win it. I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. You know, I, I hope it goes well. I enjoyed Freddie Freeman's time up until this last week. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. Maybe something's in order. Maybe Matt Olson becomes a Dodger. He enjoys it. We do a little swap ski. Everyone's happy. I'd be happier with that. One yeah, for last one. Thing, last thing I'll say is, like, I, I also feel like a lot of this blame placed on Freddie is – uh, is just unjustified. He sure he cried and all that. It's an emotional return to Atlanta. But who knows why he fired his agent, right? Maybe they just weren't on the right terms. Maybe there was some negotiation mishap and, you know, Atlanta all of a sudden traded for Matt Olson before Freddie made a decision. Maybe things weren't just communicated clearly. Um, but Freddie hasn't come out and necessarily said anything implying his stance um, other than, you know, it was an emotional return to Atlanta. I personally would assume that Freddie's mindset is still 100% with the Dodgers and totally focused on winning another World Series. Um, but I think this story uh, still has a lot to unfold because, you know, Casey Close was accused of, you know, pretty egregious things from a negotiation standpoint. And so we'll, we'll have to see what plays out. But James, are you ready to turn to these June awards and power rankings? Uh, I've got just one last little thing to say to get out of there. The last note to leave it on. Of course, first of all, just hold on. Freddie Freeman is a great guy. Just want that on the table. Besides that, I just want to leave with what exactly what Kershaw said, and I talked about it. Look, sure, Atlanta was great, great memories. There's a great team over here. If you actually try and get comfortable, try and embrace the fans and the team, it's a great team over here. I wouldn't make the Dodgers second fiddle. I think they deserve better. We'll see how it plays out. Going to be an interesting story. Let's talk uh, June baseball. Yeah, let's turn to these power rankings. Let's do power rankings first, James. Um, so our five best teams. And so before we jump into this, the, the power rankings are, you know, who we consider the five best teams in baseball up to this point. And the awards, so player, pitcher, and rookie are based on the month of June. Um, who performed best in June. Let's start with the power rankings, as I think we've done, James. I can kick it off first this time. Um, you know, pretty similar, and I, I think this is typical of any major sports season month over month. The same teams are going to be good. Um, now, the order has switched up, and I do have a new team in there, but I'm just going to go down the list here. June, I still think the number one team uh, in baseball, and actually I shouldn't say I still think because my pick last month was different. The number one team in baseball is the New York Yankees. Um, I wanted to find a reason to maybe put the Astros here because they've been really impressive beating the Mets four times and beating the Yankees and starting the series with the Yankees again. But the Yankees are 56-20. and 20. It's the best start to a Yankee season they've ever had. I mean, this team is a lock for the number one seed. Going down from there, I have Houston at two. I think they've been really impressive. Um, now, they did have a 
weird kind of injury that happened with Jeremy Pena running into Jordan Alvarez. Uh, both players were helped off the field yesterday. We'll see how that plays out. It didn't really look like, you know, season-ending stuff. But Astros at two, three. And I will say, Yankees-Astros start a series tonight. Should be another great one. Um, at three, I got the Dodgers. They're still the Dodgers. They did fall from my number one spot to my number three spot. I kind of just feel like they have, they show some signs of inconsistency, right? They lost the series in Colorado. Um, it, it just seems like some days they have it, some days they don't. Four, I got the Mets. They're still good. And they, they've been struggling late as of late a little bit, right? Four and six in the last 10, but they're still great. And they're going to get to Grom and Scherzer back really soon. And my five spot, and this is where I think the biggest question mark is. I think those four are, you know, they're the four best. I went San Diego at five. Um, last month I had Toronto here and this month I was really juggling between the Braves, the Red Sox and the Padres. But I just think what the Padres have done to compete in the NL West without Tatis and now without Machado is really impressive. Um, their, their staff has been incredible. Uh, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove is playing, is pitching amazing. Even Sean Manea and Mackenzie Gore, they've been able to keep this team in contention and not just in contention, but, you know, they have a really good record right now. And that's another series. Padres, Dodgers tonight. That should be awesome. James, I'm going to throw it back to you. I mean, maybe some comments on mine before you give your list. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not a ton of comments to offer because we're pretty similar, as you can imagine. I mean, pretty clear on most of those. I think the biggest shocker to me is San Diego sliding in for you. And that's just because I feel like you got it out for San Diego a little bit. You didn't like him when the predictions had some pushback. And it's interesting. You kind of went the angle. I'm going to reward you with the power rankings because the injuries and you're, you're, you fought through them and stayed there. I almost have the opposite thing where I'm like, look, they've done incredible. I mean, really what they've done, awesome stuff, just competing without those. But I'm like, really, if we're playing a seven-game series versus any of the teams listed – the four teams above them without Tatis or Machado. I don't care who you pitch. Good luck. You know, Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt is not taking you home in the playoffs. Um, I, I agree. They might need some improvement come postseason, but you know, a lot of these guys that they have, they all have, you know, OPS is over 700, like Profar, um, Alfaro. A lot of these guys have kind of stepped up and are, are somewhat producing offensively. And, you know, they, they have the fifth best uh, winning percentage in baseball behind the other teams that I mentioned. So I, I think they, they deserve that spot right now. And that's interesting. I did. I had them in my five spot last week they, or last month. They dropped off for me, but they're right there. I agree with you. They're in that carousel. So I'm going to run down my list just so then we can talk openly about what's going on. Number one, of course, as you said, you can look and you can turn over any rock. No way. Yankees aren't there. One thing I'd add to what you said, incredible record, plus 151 run differential. It's a joke at this point. Best in the big leagues. No question there. This is where, for me, it's controversial. I can't believe I've, I've said this, but this is what makes me different from a biased journalist, makes me capital J journalist. The number two spot, I have to give it to the Houston Astros. I think they've earned, it pains me with my entire soul to pit them above the Los Angeles Dodgers. But they've earned it 47 and 27 record with, you know, it's just a great record, especially with, you know, they just win and they're just kicking ass. Jordan Alvarez, I imagine we'll talk about him later. 
again, I do just want to highlight, though, very questionable as an organization, morally, ethically, not, you know, question mark there. Good baseball team. Number three, Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, they still have that plus 129 run differential, second best in the league. But I agree with you, the inconsistency. You're worried about it. Imagine me. I have to watch this stuff every night, uh, you know, and I'm not going to complain about watching the Dodgers. It's a privileged team to cheer for. But, man, it's like how are you getting dogged on by Colorado, but you can just destroy the Braves at will? I don't get it. Speaking of the Braves, I have them at fourth, actually, not even sliding in fifth. You know, I like what they've done, especially the Cooney. They've been real hot recently. They did drop the series to L.A., but, look, they've been good. They've shown they can win. And, and to me, it just it feels like the World Series team again. Even though Freddie's not there, they feel that value. And then the Mets. Mets to round it out. I probably would have had them at fourth. The reason they're at fifth is that they don't have Scherzer. They don't have DeGrom. But they're coming back. By next power rankings, those guys will be back. I expect them back in mid-July. It's going to be interesting to see how this club looks with those flamethrowers back. I think it's a good list. Um, you know, I, I think you justified it well. It's interesting that, you know, the Mets still have a three-game lead on the Braves in that division, but you're giving the Braves the nod, which I think is fair. I think for the first couple months, we didn't see the World Series champion Braves that we maybe were expecting. Maybe it was because Acuna was out or whatever it may be, but they've definitely been playing really good baseball. And I, I, I think it's good. I think it's a good list. Yeah, pretty similar there. And there could be a tad bit of recency bias that has that Atlanta over New York. Again, my I'm not accounting for those injured pitchers coming back. If they were on this team, my, my whole list probably looks a little different. But pretty similar list. It's kind of the consistent picture of baseball. Uh, and again, some incredible series. This Yankees-Astros, man, when they play, that's must-watch. It is must-watch tonight. Yeah, I'm so excited for this doubleheader. We got Yankees, Astros, Padres, Dodgers. I'm going to be watching it all night. It should be great. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think what you said is right. Like the same picture is going to be there month over month. There's not going to be a month where the Yankees aren't in this list, or a month where the Astros or Dodgers aren't in this list, right? There, something would be wrong if they if they really fall out of the top five. Um, but good list, James. I think where you. You know, pretty general consensus, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers. And then, you know, I think we're in agreement. That's kind of where there's a drop and then some fluctuation available. And uh, we both did have Mets, though, too. Yep. Just yeah, we so. did. But, yeah, Todd, Todd jumped there. Let's hop into awards. Uh, what do you want to start? You want to start with AL or NL? Let's go American League. All right. I'll give my American League player of the month here. Um, the way you were hinting at it before thinks we might be on the same page here. Um, he just signed a big bag. It's got to be Jordan Alvarez. I mean, he's been really, really great. In the month of June, he's batting 418. His on-base percentage in June is 510. So 51% of the times he stepped into the batter's box, he's made it on base. Um, I mean, I don't want to go through all the stats, but one thing I'm really impressed by is, you know, typically you look at these big sluggers and they strike out a lot. He's in the 95th percentile for walk rate. He has 13 strikeouts and 13 walks in the month of June. He's got a really good eye. He's got the hardest hard hit rate in baseball, um, hardest average exit velo. 
lots of great stuff. He just hits the ball hard, and he's got a great eye in the plate, and his numbers are proving themselves. He's going to give Judge and Otani a run for their money for AL MVP. Yeah, again, Max, you're spot on. I'm I'm not going to deviate off the course just to make the graphics look different. This dude deserves it. If there's an American League player who owns June, Jordan Alvarez, a couple of other stats I'll put in there, 11 home runs, 30 RBIs. That's actually better stats, both those respectively, than what Aaron Judge put up. And by my metrics, he had a 1,425 OPS uh, in the month of June. I, I mean, that's like enough said. It's ridiculous. I lose at least 10 minutes of sleep a night, the fact that the Dodgers traded him away. What a beast. And it's a huge part of Houston being there and rightfully deserving that number two spot on both of our power rankings. Jordan Alvarez, just a hitting masterclass this month. Last thing I'll say before I go to NL, the Astros are great, and he leads them in batting average, home runs, RBIs, on-base percentage, total hits, and OPS. Like That's just the level of production he's been putting up this whole year. Um, National League here, this one was a little bit harder. I, I didn't really want to pick the person I picked because he's winning it for back-to-back months for me. But I'm going Paul Goldschmidt again. Um, I he, He's just – this whole year he's been incredible. And, you know, he, he's toned it down a little bit from his 404 batting average in May. But – He's got an OPS at 1.064. He's got 22 RBIs um, in the month of June, eight home runs. Uh, he's just a pivotal part of this lineup. He's got the highest batting average in all of baseball. Um, give me Paul Goldschmidt as NL Player of the Month. This was tough for me, so I'm curious to see where you go. And I'm also curious to see what the MLB says for their Player of the Month. Um, but but. Hit me with yours. Yeah, I agree. This one was tough. This is the one where I had the most guys queued up. Uh, I think there's a whole handful of deserved winners here. Look, I support Goldie. He was top on my list. Here I'm going to go a little bit different just so, so that we're not carrying that because I think that was a consensus last week uh, or last month too with Goldie. He you absolutely crushed it. But the direction that I want to go, which RIP Mookie, I hope the rib's doing well. Uh, vote Mookie bets for the All-Star game. With that advertisement out of the way, the guy I want to pick is a guy who, until I was even just completely wasn't on my radar until I started researching and compiling for this. So I I don't know. But to me, it's Kyle Schwarber. I mean, for the Phillies was not on my radar at all. You know, the average isn't necessarily there in June. But, you know, now Bryce Harper is down at least for extended time. The Phillies have continued to stay at least relevant and somewhat in the playoff hunt. In the stat line, this is what got me. In the month of June, 12 homers, 25 ribbies, batting 284, which isn't as good as anyone else on my list, but still a very respectable average. But the OPS, 1.107, I have him pegged for the month of June. And I almost, that's why I want to give him the recognition. If you would have told me that Kyle Schwarber played through the month of June, at an MVP level, I would not have believed you, but you check the footage, check the stats, and it's like, yeah, he's been silently just killing the baseball. I want to tip my cap where it's due. Got to put Schwarbs in there. Yeah, and well, maybe 280 is not like, you know, an amazing average. He's never been really a batting for average type guy. He's a, his OPS is so high because his slugging percentage is so high, right? He just nukes the ball. 
for the majority of his hits, whether it's home runs or doubles. Um, so yeah, he's never really, I, like, I think his average on the season is below 250, but, um, but yeah, I like the pick kind of a shocker. I, I think I did look at his stats once, but I wanted to pick Goldie more. Let go. Ahead. I'll tell you, I just want to say that the other name I probably would have picked would have been a hometown pick. And, uh, I just didn't want to do that. Spend enough time talking about the Dodgers. Yeah, I was also looking at Dansby Swanson. He's had a great month of June um, and, a, and a great season, really. Um, that was my fourth. So, yeah, Dansby. Just the tip of the cap to Dansby for playing a defensive guy playing out of his mind the last couple months. Let's go pitcher. I'll give you my AL pitcher here. Um, I went Shane McClanahan for my AL pitcher of the month uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's had five starts in uh, – I might have said May. I meant in June. Uh, he's had five starts in June, 33 innings pitched. He gave up only five earned runs that whole time and four home runs. So if he gave, only gave up five earned runs in all of June and four home runs, you can do the math. His ERA in the month of June was 1.36. He was able to lower his season ERA from a 2.10 to a 1.77. Um, and if you look at his strikeout numbers, 10, 8, 7, 9, 8 in his five starts in June, really no one's been able to get to him. And, you know, he's a big piece of that rotation that keeps the Rays relevant. I'd also add he definitely is on my short list there. Just one little bulk stat. The whip through June, best in the majors, 0.70, just ridiculous. And that speaks to your stat of the ER, the earned runs versus the home runs very clearly. He's not letting people on. He's giving up solo shots. I like the pick. I think it was pretty pretty easy. I mean, he's been the best pitch in the American League. I got to pivot elsewhere, though. And I will tell you, up until last night, I would have gone with Shane. I would have doubled you up. The performance last night sealed it. The last three weeks of June, been all about one guy to me. That's Shohei Otani. Uh, on the mound, specifically, could have gone MVP, kind of a cop-out. Going on the mound, his last three starts, he's only one of three pitchers in, uh, I believe it's MLB history, uh, or it could be Angels history, which is probably more likely, to go 30-plus Ks with a sub-three ERA over a three-game span. Or, or Sorry, it's zero earned runs. It's zero earned runs, 30-plus Ks over the last three games. And again, I mean, he has been dominant. Another great performance last night. It's tough. You know, he doesn't have the, the perfect stats, but he's just a beast. He gets up there. His splitter is disgusting. He's hitting the sinker on him, dropping a curveball very seldom. The fastball is juicy and high. I mean, Shohei Itani, he is electric. I think you said it a couple episodes ago, Max. When he's pitching, it's must-watch baseball. Last night confirmed that. That last little outing, to me, that's what pushed the needle for me to be able to shift this award from Shane to Shohei. Yeah, I think his splitter is like statistically one of the best pitches in baseball. Like nobody can nobody can get a hold of it. Um, I hinted at this earlier. I like the Shohei pick. I think he's. I think Yankees fans might be mad at the end of the year when Shohei steals Judge's AL MVP. I mean, he's got very similar numbers to that he did last year, and what he's doing from both sides is is remarkable. I think it's almost hard not to pick him just because that value. If the point is value. The dude is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball and also one of the best. I mean, it's ridiculous. I do want to 
I hate all the special editions. Special shout out I have to do, kind of your boy. Uh, and that's got to be Cleveland Guardians closer, Emmanuel Clause. Incredible, incredible June. 14 innings pitched, 17 Ks, zero earned runs, 0.43 whip, and 11 saves over 14.2 innings. I mean, that is what it's about. Big part of the Guardians being right in this picture. As long as they get the lead, he comes in, he shuts it down. Want to do a tip of the cap? I just don't think you can pick a reliever here. Yeah, I mean, he's got nasty stuff. I mean, he's throwing 101, 102, and then he can mix it up with some off-speed stuff. It's really impossible to hit him, and he's been totally locked down. Um, Let's go NL. Uh, I feel like we might have some crossover because I'm picking – Somebody from your team, the L.A. Dodgers, somebody that I felt like I unjustifiably gave you slack for for picking him. As yes, you NFL. did. Yes, you did. I'll admit it. He definitely deserves to be there. And listening back, I was like, God, that's cringy because Gonsolin deserves to be there. Um, and that's why I'm picking for NL Pitcher of the Month. Um, I mean, he's got a 1.24 ERA over the month of June. He's given up four earned runs in 29 innings pitched. Uh, the only knock on him, I would say, is that he never goes super deep in the games. Um, he's typically hovers around the mid-80s in terms of pitch count, and then he hasn't gone more than 6.1 innings pitched uh, in the month of June. Um, and, and actually all year, now that I look, that's his deepest game against the Angels. But all five of the games he pitched in June, the Dodgers won. Um he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. He got five strikeouts in three of his five starts and four and one and six and another. So he averaged five strikeouts. So, you know, maybe you can knock him for lack of strikeouts, lack of depth, but nobody's getting on base. Nobody is scoring runs when he steps there. And James, I'm sorry I came at you for that because that was wrong. And Gonsolin deserves to start the, uh, the all-star game if he's there. Well, I'm very happy for – I'll accept your apology. I'm very happy to get the recognition there because while it was a bit of a homer pick, it also is just like, no, he's unreal. He's And I can't explain it. He should have been the sixth best pitcher on this Dodgers rotation this year. They were talking about maybe he goes to the bullpen. Maybe he's pitching in Oklahoma City in AAA ball. Nope. Just going to casually be the best pitcher in the National League uh, over the month in June and and pretty good over the last two runs. I'm split, though. I almost want to retweet it. I almost want to jump on the pick. He certainly is there, but there's another pitcher that I feel like deserves a bit of a shout out here. I just don't know. I don't know if I can cut up my boy's legacy, especially with a pitcher on said team. Uh, You know, again, I've already been a big J journalist. I didn't pick my guy for the other award. Pick who you think deserves it. Well, you know what, I, you know, I'm going to go. I've done my Gonsolin fest. He got the shout-out. He's there. I have to go Carlos Rodon because he started this season incredibly. I mean, on pace, it looks like he was going to waltz straight through a Cy Young and then really fell off, and it was questionable. But in this month, he's 3-0 and in games, has a couple no decisions, 36 innings pitched, but he has 41 Ks. Again, that's going to be a pretty good K rate right there that you have to look at. 1.25 ERA in the month, so literally one notch behind Gonsolin there. 0.89 whip. Uh, the whip is, and by the way, Gonsolin's best ERA in baseball over June, just when I add that in there. 
second best whip at 0.72. Rodon had a 0.89 whip, so not incredible, but still keeping it under one, keeping it in front of you, and only one home run allowed over the month of June, and they faced some power-hitting teams. Pretty remarkable stuff there from Rodon. So as much as I wish I could have given it to Gonsolin, you know, tipped my cap, I have to go with rival San Francisco Giant pitcher Carlos Rodon. Both pitchers phenomenal over the month of June, but one of them starting the All-Star game, and his name's Tony. I like the pick, and, you know, I like Rodon. Um, I was always impressed with his stuff and when he was with Chicago. And, yeah, I mean, if you look at his stats, he was able to start six games um, and pretty much take them all deep, except for those first two. Uh, and, yeah, I think you summed up his season well. Like, he started off really well. Then he did fall off. I picked him as my, you know, negative player of the week. Um, but yeah, good pick. He's definitely turned it around. How about rookies, James? You ready for the rookies? Let's go to the rookies. American League. Um, last month, I picked Jeremy Pena. This month, I'm picking another player from the AL West. I'm going uh, J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, this dude is awesome. I mean, like he's quickly becoming one of my favorite players in baseball. He's got so much swag and also like his hard hit rate and his, his home runs have totally picked up as of late. But if you look at June, he's batting 288. His OPS is at 0.893. And remember, this is a rookie. This is his first year in the big leagues. Um, he's hit six home runs in June, 15 RBIs. Scored 20 runs for the Mariners. I, th- I just think watching Julio Rodriguez, it's like you can you can just tell that this guy's got it. Like he's so much composure. Um, he plays great defense. He's super fast. He's almost a five-tool player, I would say. He's, you know, maybe not there because he's only played three months in the big leagues. But, I mean, he's got the capability to be one of the stars in this league. I love that. What a way to just mic drop that. Not only does he have the capabilities to it, I've been on J-Rod since the call-up, since the video. He will be a star in this league. I'm confident of it. I mean, he is the future baseball. What a future it's going to be to add. By the way, if you can't tell, I'm definitely retweeting it, preaching it, smacking it. J-Rod is my AL rookie of the rookie of the year, in parentheses, of June. Uh, by the way, five stolen bases in June, too. So, again, the speed is very much there. Got the suspension because he's a savage and will fight for his teammates. I mean, there is – like, how can you not love Julio Rodriguez? Maybe already on the top 20 list of most exciting baseball players to watch, again, as a rookie. There was a pick here, an easy pick, a guy in Tampa Bay who's been crushing. But it's just he's not bringing all the tools. He's not getting the fellas juiced like J-Rod. Juicy J-Rod, I love it. What a pick, Max. Consensus. Beautiful. He's another guy that, like, I tried to catch Mariners games just to watch him and his at-bats. It's so exciting. Um, NL Rookie of the Month in June. I had to go with my guy. I went with a homer pick here. I'm going Brandon Donovan. Uh, Brandon Donovan. I think he doesn't necessarily get enough recognition across the league for how good he's been playing. Um, if, you, if you look at just June, he's batting 321 with over a 400 on base percentage. He's not a big home run hitter. He only hit one. But I think a lot of his um, 
a lot of his prowess and his versatility comes from his defense because he's played all over the infield and the outfield. He's played left field, right field. He's played short, first, third, second. Um, and everywhere, I feel like he, he does a very good job. Um, and on the base path, he has one of the highest, or not on the base path, but in the batter's box, he's got one of the highest average pitches seen per at-bat. So he sees, he's, he's able to take pitchers deep in counts, um, and whether it's draw walks or just recognize what he sees and, and hit it the opposite way. He's really fast around the base pass. And, you know, he's been a huge part of the Cardinals staying relevant this year, despite injuries to O'Neill and a tough, um, a tough rotation. Him and Yep has a lot of these rookies coming up. But Brandon Donovan deserves some recognition here. Just to validate your argument a little bit before I absolutely crush it, uh, one home run, but again, so not incredible power, but still 16 RBIs on the month, eight doubles. So he's hitting the baseball. He's hitting it hard and out of the infield. Uh, Yeah, Max, I don't know if I can get on board. Just ridiculous homer pick. I mean, I don't know what you're thinking. Would be something I would say if I was an idiot. This was the only – opening on this entire list where I did not prepare a backup. I don't even think there's a question mark here. Brendan Donovan killed the month of June, definitely gets the uh, rookie of June in the National League. Only one where there wasn't a backup. I didn't care if you picked him, not at all. He has to be there. Yeah, It's not even rookie. He's just been a, he's a beast. I think the Cardinals have I mean, a great future with these young guys, and it's fun to see this season of the old heads and the old Cardinals on their smooth transition out. But you don't have to wait on the rebuild because the future's here, and damn, is it bright. A lot of that due to the fact that Brandon Donovan. Love it. I I, I was worried you were going to bring some some guy up who's, like, tearing the league up that I just skipped out on my notes. But I'm glad you're on board with that. I'm glad you uh, feel the same way about my boy Brendan. He's a beast. And, again, the defensive versatility, you can't teach that. Ben Zobrist, Ben Zobrist, like I know you hate him, but the best super utility to ever play baseball, Ben Zobrist. Inside joke. Yeah, there was some unreleased rounding third footage. <laughs> um, so, James, so your players, you went, uh, let me try if I see if I can remember. You went Jordan for AL player. Uh, NL player, you went Schwarber pitchers. You went Carlos Rodon in the National League, in the American League. Where did you go in the American League? Just Showtime, show, show Otani. Rookies. Show then, we yeah, had we the exact forward. exact same rookies, double consensus there. You got J-Rod Juicebox bringing the show, the National League, the man of the hour, Brendan Donovan. And I went Jordan and Goldie. My pitchers were Shane McClanahan and Tony Gonsolin. And then, like you said, J-Rod Juicebox. I like that. And Brendan Donovan. Let's close it out, James. Lock of the week and a preview of this week's Sunday Night Baseball. Um, we're pretty hot. You got to admit. Three, three in a row each. Three weeks. We're scorching hot. I mean, at this point, I remember like we were sitting there in the slump of our lives, just fighting for our lives, fighting to hit a pick. And at this point, I feel like a professional. I feel like Vegas may hate us. They may try and censor us and shut us down because we can't miss. I mean, we're on fire, obviously coming together. For the consensus pick, the Sunday night baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers in Atlanta. And you got to never a doubt, never, never, never a doubt. Two strikes, two outs down two. doesn't matter. Trace Thompson ever heard. Uh, 
brother just won an NBA championship. He's winning round the third locks of the week. I love it. Dodgers got it done. Max, where are you going? Are you keeping the streak? Can you get a perfect month in the books? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, maybe. I, I've got an interesting pick. I'm going back to a single game. I guess we did a single game last week. But I, I've been a fan of the series picks, but I didn't see any odds I was liking. Um, but I'm going a game that's happening tomorrow on the first Friday in Houston. Big division matchup. Uh, wait, is this actually right? The, the the Angels coming to play Houston. So wait, the Yankees and uh, Astros, are they just playing a one-gamer tonight? I think it may be a, a makeup. I may be wrong. Uh, it also could be a doubleheader because um, – it's no, looking that, like it's just a one gamer. I'm looking now. That see, oh. that's Rob Manfred doing great marketing. It's like great series, just fellas, play real quick. Let's juice the numbers and get out of town. I love it. Huge series tonight, then. But series starting tomorrow. The Angels visit Houston to play the Astros. Uh, the game tomorrow night. I'm taking the Astros money line. Um, it's minus one thirty five. So I, I feel like it's close enough to to about even. Right, the the Angels are plus one fifteen. But I feel like it's pretty good odds to get the Astros at home um, while they're kind of really hot right now, right? They've won four games against the Mets. They split the series with the Yankees. They're playing them tonight, and they're already up 2-0 in that game. Uh, I think you're catching the Astros at the right time, and I like those odds at home for Houston. Max, I love the bet. I'm not going to go double consensus, but that was one on my short list. I actually wanted Houston's run line at minus one and a half. So I think at money line, you're safe. Again, Christian Javier on the bump for Houston. Last outing, pretty special. Part of that ridiculous fake 97-person platoon no-hitter that we need to pit a statue about. Uh, again, I don't respect those. But Christian Javier went seven, looked great. No-hitter through seven. I think they win. I like the bet. But I think we're tied right now. We still need to check the standings on that. I'm looking to take the advantage, and here's a bet I love. Odds aren't posted yet. I think I'm going to get positive odds here because I'm taking the visiting team. That is the Tampa Bay Devil Rays going into Toronto. I got them Saturday, July 2nd, the first game of a two-game doubleheader starting at 12.07 early afternoon. You have your American League pitcher of the month on the bump he's on fire he's facing off against kevin gosman though who's pretty good but i gotta go shane i'm riding shane uh and look i think they get it done just a simple money line bet for me i think tampa gets this and i'll go out on a limb i think toronto smokes them in the second game but that's not my bet tampa bay game one saturday going for the perfect month place your bets now i really like max's too Let's make some more money. We've been making people money. You know, we're basically Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger at this point, Max. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to take a take a lead on you, but at the same time, we're both hot right now. Let's let's keep it up. Let's both stay hot. I'll be rooting for your bet to win, unless mine misses. Um, I'm going for a double win. I love it. I mean, we if we go a month perfect, it's like seriously, we got to start charging for these picks. Sunday Night Baseball, James. Uh, we can close it out with Sunday Night Baseball here. Cardinals back in the mix on Sunday Night Baseball. I think this is their third. They played uh, the Giants when we got all over them and Yachty pitched, and we played the Cubs. 
um, more recently in that five game series. Cardinals back on Sunday night baseball in Philadelphia. Uh, Phillies also have had their fair share of Sunday night baseball games. Dakota, uh, James, I'm looking now. It looks like what our notes that we prepped, it looks like Dakota Hudson is not pitching and it's Wayno versus Zach Wheeler, according to ESPN. Um, that must have been a change. I think that benefits St. Louis, though. I mean, I like I like Wayno in the start more than Dakota Hudson. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I think I don't know. I, I like Dakota more this year, but you know, I, I think they're both good serviceable arms. Maybe similar consistency levels against Zach Wheeler, who is one of the better pitchers in the National League. Hasn't had maybe the year he's been hoping for, but still a great pitcher. Should be fun in Philadelphia. I, I honestly like watching games in Philadelphia. James, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, I mean, look, I'm a quasi-Cardinals fan for you when they're not playing the Dodgers in support. I'll be there cheering. I hope Albert gets a blast because he's very far off pace. Uh, in fact, I believe that as a parting gift, uh, Wheeler should leave a nice, fat, juicy meatball in the top of the zone from the crack. Uh, but... Regardless, that doesn't happen. I like the Cardinals in the game. Again, Bryce Harper not going to be playing. So a total snooze fest. Now, Kyle Schwarber is my June MVP. Excited to see him in action, see what he can do. Overall, I'm just tired of Philly being in this game. Like, get them out of here, dude. Like, I don't know who scheduled this. It's ridiculous, kind of. Now, it makes sense why they have this game, though. The July 3rd, obviously, Philadelphia, the ties to Independence Day. This game happening on July 3rd. Night before we got K Rod back in action. I will be tuning in to K Rod. Uh, hopefully, don't have to mute the broadcast. Hopefully, technicals are good. I'm excited, Max. It should be a, an overall good game. I get why Philly's in it this week. Let's have one. Let's kick off the uh, July Fourth holiday the right way with a Cardinals W. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not going to pick the Phillies to win this. Excuse me, game. Uh, I got to go Cardinals. I I do kind of wish we had Padres Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball just because. It's going to be an electric matchup. Um, but either way, I, I like watching the Cardinals on Sunday night. I don't know if I'll go K-Rod. I'll, I'll try it out for a little bit, see if uh, the technicals have improved at all from last week. Well, we uh, at least the Padres are spared the national embarrassment. Every time I make a comment like that, the Dodgers get beat up. So I'll pay for that in about two days. Uh, but regardless, Max, enjoy your 4th of July. All the listeners out there have a fun, safe Independence Day, best way to celebrate, pitting on America's pastime, watching some baseball. Make sure you catch up with us, bet with us, and follow us on the socials. Always a pleasure.